Ben does what he wants. Mean Ben does what he wants. Do do do. See now you can hear it. <laughs> I love it. I don't think it's going on too long. I think it's just the right length. Yeah, no, I think it should have it should have peaked right after that. At the music swelled, probably mm-hmm. right. No, no, no. I think you nailed it. I oh, like that. Great. I like that. Oh, a little, thank you, thank you. a smooth landing. You know, a gradual come down. I'm always about coming down. Brian wrote. Oh wait. Uh, welcome to another uh, episode of uh, Ben Does What He Wants. This is a late to the party edition. I'm your host Ben Schlofeld. Welcome to another week, another week of fun and learning. Oh, oh, there's learning. <laughs> there's always learning. All right. right. All I right. mean, in some capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, friend of the show is back, Brian Rohde. Would you like to reintroduce yourself uh, in case people are coming to this late to the party, late to late to the party? Ooh, that'd be a good episode for you uh, to do. To Somebody party. who's late to the party of late to the party, which evidently I am late to the party in that you are calling it Ben does what he wants and not late to the party. Well, I w- yeah, so you would would have, I, I think we might have recorded your episode before I was posting them regularly, but mm-hmm. um, uh, late to the party is a name of several podcasts. I'm not overly surprised. No, <laughs> I wasn't I mean, either. It's a, good, it's a good name, but yeah, yeah. yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's a common turn of phrase. I was not surprised, uh, and now if I call it Ben does what he wants, I I'm not stuck. I can yeah. do what I want, and like That's I've true. done a couple like a, a couple weeks ago, I did an episode where it was just me yakking mm-hmm. about the history of the lottery. Oh, just, just I me. like it. Just I me. like it. And did somebody I, cancel on you? Uh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull the curtain here. Um, yeah, that is kind of what happened. You know me. I'm a curtain puller. It's well, what I do. Uh, well, would you care to um, give a little bit about yourself again or uh, tell people to listen to the last episode that you were in? Um, I mean, you could listen to the last episode uh, about Jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, if you haven't seen Jaws, highly recommended. I definitely would. Wa- I don't know if you've ever heard of Jaws people out there the character from the james bond film no we're not talking moonraker here we're talking he was also in the spy who loved me i believe oh i think you're right i, I think, think he was into right. him he was uh-huh. a reoccurring uh yeah. henchman mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. was in happy gilmore that's right that's right got a nail on the head i had to hit the ball off of frankenstein's fat foot mm-hmm. play it as it lies shooter mcgavin tap it in so i'm brian Rody. um <laughs> i uh ostensibly i'm an actor i suppose more perform. i'm a weirdo i i went corporate i work for an electrical contractor <laughs> I, uh, even in brazil apparently they give uh uh government stipends to people who are artists like grants are apparently not that hard to get even in brazil for artists it's wow. the united states where it really sucks to be an artist yet everybody demands content 
That's interesting. All the time. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, mm-hmm. it's it's impossible to get grants in the United States for art. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I got $500 for monster puppets for Nightmare in Paradise you did. 4. Was that easy? I'm not going to say the whole title. It's yeah, too yeah, long. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. Was it easy? Uh, I mean, he wrote a letter. It was, yeah, no, it was through the Saints. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, I don't think that one was too tough, but we had been writing a lot of grants and not receiving a lot of grants. And also $500 for a whole production. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's like, it's, it's a yeah, nice no, gesture. No, it, it makes like, the point that we basically didn't get a grant for yeah. it. We, we made some puppets. You got free puppets out of it. Yeah. And not only that, we used part of that $500 to pay the artist who made the puppets. Yeah. So that right. was materials and labor mm-hmm. for, um, I think it was, ended up being four different pup. Yeah, four different yep. puppets. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's hard being an artist. So you and corporate, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I mm-hmm. work for a corporation as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like a it's it's sort of I mean it's 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 an incorporated business but it's owned by two guys who are the sons of the two guys who started it. So you know, it's like it's a small business. It's a big business, but it's small business. You know, it's it's an interesting uh, world out there in construction. Mhm. But it's I mean y- you the point being, you're not uh, working as an actor. That's, that's, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not funding my life or any. I'm not. I'm not or anyone's life. <laughs> no one's being funded by my art. Um, I also I play the ukulele. Mm-hmm. I sing silly songs. Um, sometimes I sing poignant, yet silly songs about how you want to kill bicyclists and things like that. Oh yeah, no, I do have that one. Which you know, I, I oh I. I was a little late today for a couple reasons. You were eating. I was eating, but then you hit a bike. Went out. Said, no, 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 no. I was gonna. I, I was gonna ride my bike over oh. here. Yeah. Uh huh. I was gonna ride my bike. Uh, tires needed air. Started pumping them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First one went off without a hitch. Okay, I'm I with you on this story. Pumped up my front tire, and when I went to pull the pump off, the whole. What do you call it? A spigot? Like the, the part, yeah, the yeah. thing you the, the, attach the mm-hmm. pump to? It the whole name, thing pulled out <laughs> of my tire. Let's and, attach the inner tube. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, so there's like a you know about an inch, inch and a half long, like kind of needle yeah. tube thing yeah, that's attached yeah. to it, obviously to fill it, and it all just like popped right out and started deflating immediately. And I was like, oh, that's not working. And then I was like, oh, that's why it's not working. The whole thing came out. So, so, so you um, didn't bike here. I did not bike here. No, no. I considered scooting. I have me an adult-sized Razor scooter. But I was already running a little late, and um, I felt like I'd end up really sweaty and out of breath, so uh, Laura Laura drove me. Oh, that's so sweet of her. My lovely wife, Laura. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's a gem, everybody. She's pretty great. Big fan. Are you ready, Rody? Are you ready, Rody? Are you ready, Benny? Benny? Ready, Benny? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. The Godfather is a 1972 American crime drama directed by Francis Ford Coppola, produced by Albert S. Ruddy, and based on the Mario Puzo book of the same name. You with me so far? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The rights to Puzo's book sold for $80,000 before the book was even published. (laughs) Much like Jaws Jaws! Yeah, I know. There's a theme here. Yeah. Jaws gets mentioned again in this. Um, the Paramount had heard of the 60-page manuscript 
uh, and had been, Puzo had been working on and decided it would make a good movie. Uh, there is some debate over how much exactly was offered, by whom, and for what reason. Uh, like, there has been uh, uh, accusations that Puzo was in steep gambling debts. He had very he had gambling debts, that mm-hmm. he, and so he was like, "I just need to sell something." Uh-huh. Or I, I just need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go for it. Do it. <laughs> I needed the money. <laughs> uh, so, but regardless. Uh, Paramount bought the rights and began searching for a producer and a director. In March 1967, Paramount announced that they backed Puzo's upcoming work in the hopes of making a film. In 1969, Paramount confirmed their intentions to make a film out of the novel for the price of $80,000. That's how much they actually paid him. Mm -hmm. With aims to have the film released on Christmas Day in 1971. On March 23, 1970, Albert S. Ruddy was officially announced as the film's producer in part because uh, studio executives were impressed with his interview. <laughs> he had a good interview. Wait. I like that guy. <laughs> and As opposed to how you normally get a job. <laughs> Terrible interview, unqualified, we're going to hire that no, guy. Number one, guy had a great interview. interview. Yeah, we... that was the question. The question was, how was his interview? Can we all agree that he had a good interview? <laughs> uh, and because he was known for bringing his films in under budget. I think ah. that's probably what really mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. T- sealed the deal. And he wore a tie to his interview. <laughs> Looked really <laughs> dashing. He was put together. Uh, Paramount's Robert Evans wanted the picture to be re- directed by an Italian-American to make the film ethnic to the core. That's in quotes. Paramount's latest mafia-based wow. film, movie, The Brotherhood, had done very, very poorly at the box office... Evan believes that the reason for its failure was its almost complete lack of cast members or creative personnel of Italian descent. That'll do it. The director, Martin Ritt, and star Kirk Douglas were both Jewish. Uh, Sergio Leone was Paramount's first choice to direct direct the film. Uh, Leone turned down the option in order to work on his own gangster film, Once Upon a Time in America, which didn't come out until like 1980. I don't know what he was doing that took so long. Perfect, he, I guess. Well, it sounds like he's like, uh, yeah, 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 I'm uh, working on my own uh, gangster film. Uh, gotta, uh, gotta go. <laughs> then he goes down a green tube. It's <laughs> because he's, he's, he's Mario. <laughs> uh, Peter Bogdanovich was then approached, but he also declined the offer because he was not interested in the mafia. In addition, Peter Yates, Richard Brooks, Arthur Penn, Costa Gravas, uh, Garvas, and Otto Preminger were all offered the position and declined. Evans' chief assistant Peter Bart suggested Francis Ford Coppola as a director of Italian ancestry who would work for a low sum and budget after the poor reception of his latest film. See the theme here. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Rain People. Uh, Coppola. Ooh. Yeah, no. It's a, it's, I remember that one. You the saw rain, the Rain People. I haven't seen oh, the Rain. People. It's got Robert Duvall and some other people. Like it, but it's Coppola's film and like came out in like '68 uh, or something like that. Hmm. Coppola initially turned down the job because he found Puzo's novel sleazy and sensationalist, describing it as pretty cheap stuff. <laughs> At the time, Coppola's studio, American Zeotrope, owed over four hundred thousand dollars to Warner Brother. For budget overruns with the film THX 1138, which was uh, the directorial debut of uh, jo- uh, George, George Lucas. George Lucas, right? So, yeah, that was a. He was. Coppola produced that film and it did not do well. It was very mm-hmm. expensive, did not do well. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe they call that like a, a flop. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And when coupled with his poor financial standing, along with advice from friends and family, Coppola reversed his initial decision and took the job. You gotta do it! Um, Coppola was officially announced as director on the film on September 28th, 1970. Paramount had offered 12 other directors the job for The Godfather before Coppola agreed. That really makes you feel good. Yeah, right. 12 people. And he even turned it down until he was like, his mom's like, you need to do that. So 13 people, including himself, turned it down. Coppola agreed to receive $125,000 and 6% of the gross rentals. Which would turn out to be a lot of money yeah. later. Uh, Coppola faced... I literally just rented it over the weekend. Yeah. Well, this is time like... So, like, there was a... One of the main ways that uh, films make money is uh, at the time... And they still... I think they still do it today. Uh, theaters have to... They, they don't buy your movie. They uh, rent. So, like, yeah. AMC uh-huh. rents... Uh, uh, I don't know. The B, B movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jerry Seinfeld. That, that, that's the first film that came into my. I mean, it really after that was made, there was There's no, no more need films, for a film. Yeah. Um, so they rent it for a time, and if the film does really well, the rental continues, and you keep making more money off rentals and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Coppola faced a lot of opposition from Paramount during the entire production. He was constantly on guard and afraid of getting fired, so much so that he, this is in quotes, like the Godfather, I'd fire people as a, preem- a preemptory strike. People that were most likely to trying to get him fired, he'd fire first. Luckily, the Puzo, that, luckily, the Puzo book... Uh, sales were doing very well, which helped him bargain for a bigger budget and more uh, his more of his production desires, like shooting in a, in New York instead of Kansas City. Like, can you imagine the film being shot in Kansas City instead of New York? It's I, nuts to me. Doesn't. Well, it's like it doesn't he, check out. Initially, they wanted it shot in Kansas City, and they wanted it to uh, be contemporary, so they wanted it to take place in like 1969. And oh wow, yeah, they wanted it to be like. A modern mob film in Kansas City, opposed to what the book was. I was gonna say, so what the hell's the book about? The, the, the book does take place. It, like oh, Coppola okay, wanted, okay. Coppola wanted to adapt the book. I was like, is the book just no, about no. the mafia? In jail? <laughs> They're no, like, no, wait it, a minute, they're killing each other over crime. Let's make a movie. Here, it's here's the a totally yeah. different idea. Exactly. No, no, they. Uh, the book t- does take place over the span of like forty-five to fifty-five, which mm. is what the movie does as well. Um. So, but yeah. Okay. Co- a couple fun writing facts. Coppola and Puzo shared writing credit for the screenplay. Both won an Academy Award. Uh, both wrote treatments, but did but did them a few hundred miles apart from uh, from each other. Puzo was in L.A. and Coppola was in San Francisco. They'd call each other often and uh, compare, and then like they'd look at each other's manuscripts and uh, later on and compare and shit like that. Oh. So they, but they did it separately, which is that's I, really cool. Yeah. Uh, the Italian-American Civil Rights League wanted all uses of the word mafia and Cosa Nostra, which is like Sicilian, the Sicilian mafia, uh-huh. uh, to be removed from the script, in addition to feeling that the film emphasized stereotypes about Italian-Americans. The League also requested that all the money earned from the premiere be donated to the League's fund to build a new hospital. They didn't do that. Coppola claimed that Puzo's screenplay only contained two instances of the word mafia being used, while Cosa Nostra was never used at all in the book. Uh, so it was pretty easy to appease the... the to, to not do yeah. that. So they, they cut the two uses of mafia out of the, out of the script, and uh, the League eventually gave it support. <laughs> Some fun casting facts. I'm trying to streamline this because there's a lot of information on this. Uh, oh, I also have a... I bought the, the, the Life magazine... 
50th mm-hmm. anniversary of The Godfather. Ooh. So we we should pull it out during the break. Ooh, uh, part two will be very exciting. Right. Both Puzo and Coppola wanted Brando to play Vito. The studio was pushing for Laurence Olivier, uh, but his agent claimed that he was ill, even though he appeared in the film Sleuth later that year with Michael Caine. They were both nominated for Academy Awards for their performances. And uh, Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> the studio really wanted Ernest Borgnine to play Vito Corleone. Okay. That'd be... Yeah. yeah. After yeah, months of debate, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got that, that, he's a big man, he's got uh-huh. a presence, mm-hmm. I, I, it would just, and that gap, in it, I don't know, like, I see him, he makes me laugh more than he make than he strikes me as a dramatic actor, but that, I also know, older, <gasps> I'm the wow. worst. Wow, wow, <sighs> please silence your phone. Please, 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 um, older Borgnine is funny, young Borgnine, I guess, was not as funny. He was in like you know Sunset Boulevard. Not Sunset. Boulevard. Uh, no, no. God, uh, from here to eternity, um, and some other other things. There's hmm. other things. Hmm. <laughs> Dramatic. Yeah. Um, so they really wanted Bur- Borgnine, but after months of debate, uh, Coppola sort of tricked Brando into taking a screen test for the role by claiming that he was testing equipment at his Hollywood home and wanted him to be in character for it. So he's like, hey, I'm, I got this stuff. Oh, like, because Brando was kind of under the assumption that he would have the role. That was you. No. My, I just silenced my phone. My phone doesn't make noise. My phone's a Motorola Razor. No, that's not true. <laughs> Those it's, do have ringers. Yeah, was that your computer dinging? Something. Oh my god, maybe it was. Ding it! I'm the worst. Mute. <laughs> Ben does what he wants. <laughs> uh, and so like he put cotton balls in his mouth, put uh, shoe shine in his hair, and uh, they shot like a, a test of a, of a scene. Um, and then Coppola ended up using that footage as a screen test mm-hmm. with other actors. And the producers were like, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty wow. good. Um, they were so impressed that they cast him. Other considerations were George C. Scott, Richard Conti, Anthony Quinn and Orson Welles were all up mm. for the potentially up for that role. Mm-hmm. Coppola wanted Pacino uh, from the get-go to play Michael. However, the studio wanted a bigger face like Robert Redford or Warren Beatty, even though early on they were like, "This needs to be Italian." Yeah, I was just saying <laughs> they, they were like, "We want Italians, but we want famous actors." Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, they have to be both. Robert Redford, just I don't know, like it, it. I yeah, I like him. I just don't. And, and I'm not one of those people like, it could never be anybody else. It could easily be some have been somebody else. But Acting's pretty easy. Yeah. I, yeah. It's not, it's, yeah. Especially in films. Yeah. It's, it's the editor's it's the medium. Editing. Yeah. Um, even though they were... Okay. So the studio was worried Pacino would be too short. And he, at the time, had a contract with MGM to shoot a gangster spoof film called The Gang That Couldn't Shoot Straight. But Coppola got his way and they bought out the contract leaving a vacancy in that spoof film, uh, which Robert De Niro left The Godfather to do that. God, De Niro was going to play Paulie Gatto in the film, in The Godfather film, um, but he left and uh, went, and the role went to Johnny Martino. So, and obviously De Niro comes back in Godfather Part Two to play young Vito, but he was going to be uh. in the first one. But uh, You may or may not believe this, 
But I've not seen The Godfather 2 or The Godfather 3, not having seen the first yes, one. Yeah. <laughs> but you may know that Robert De Niro was in The Godfather 2, having not seen it. I know That's a lot fair. of actors who were in films that I haven't seen. I actually probably know more actors who were in films that I have not seen than yeah. I know actors who are in films that I have So I don't seen. think what I said is an unreasonable statement no, or assumption. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, and I think he might have won... Uh, he might have won for his performance as Vito Corleone in Godfather Part Two. So it all worked out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know anything about the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Yeah. I We gotta find that one. That sounds awesome. It's a, a spoof gangster film. It also sounds like a weird porn. <laughs> it, hey, it could be. It was 1970. It could be both. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they didn't say it wasn't. Um, of course, and yeah, I said that other actors who uh, they wanted for the role. This is the producers. Ryan O'Neill. Not Italian. Dustin Hoffman, not Italian. Martin Sheen, not Italian. And James Caan, also not Italian. But uh, the producers liked James Caan so much, they agreed to let Pacino play Michael only if Caan could play Sonny. Uh, which meant that actor Carmine Cardi, or uh, Carity, excuse me, was out, and he was initially cast to play Sonny. Uh, but uh, he was seven inches taller than James Caan even. So he was like a tall, tall wow. guy. Um, so Pacino would have looked as... Yeah. Pacino's a short guy anyway, mm-hmm. but like it would have stood out. Yeah. So they got rid of that guy. And, and fun fact about uh, Carmine Car- Caridi. Caridi? C-A-R-I-D-I? Caridi, probably. Caridi? Uh, he's an actor. I'm not really familiar with him. But he's the only actor to be booted from the Academy of uh, Film Arts for sending his screeners, and this was in like the mid-2000s, he was getting his, his DVD screeners of Academy Award-nominated films uh, to a bootlegger who he claimed didn't know was a bootlegger who was making illegal copies of these DVDs and selling them. Uh, he was acquitted of all charges. Probably he played that old card like, he said he, I think he quoted saying like, I thought he was a movie buff. And he was just sending his... <laughs> Either way, the Academy uh, forbids sharing screeners. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, it's... Um, and so he was—he was, he was the—he's like the only actor to ever be kicked out of the Academy. Oh. Um, so there you go. And he was not in The Godfather either. There's also a little legend too in the casting. This is—I just, just told—I mean, all this is from Wikipedia, but I copy mm. and pasted this because it's. Got some... So now it's yours. Yeah. It's right. <laughs> hey, I'm quoting. I am citing Wikipedia as a source. Al Martino, a then famed singer in nightclubs, was notified of the character Johnny Fontaine by a friend who read the eponymous novel and felt Martino represented the character of Johnny Fontaine. Martino then contracted, oh, contracted contacted producer Albert Ruddy, who gave him the part. However, Martino was stripped of the part after Coppola became director and then awarded the role to Italian singer Vic Damone. Damone eventually dropped the role because he did not want to play an anti-Italian American character, in addition to being paid too little. So, not getting enough money, and he seems a little racist. Uh, According to Martino, after being stripped of the role, he went to his godfather and crime boss Russ Buffalino. Yeah who then uh, orchestrated the publication of various news articles that talked of how Coppola was unaware of Ruddy giving Martino the part. That, when coupled with pressure from the mafia, who felt that Martino deserved the role, let, led Damone to quit as Fontaine. Either way, the part of Johnny Fontaine ended up being with Martino. So, so it's like literally the same story that happens in the, the movie. movie happened 
to in real life. It's the movie. there's a lot of citations needed. It's like a uh, I don't know if it's an agreed upon thing that like this is what happened because it sounds cool or helped sell the movie or something like that. But that's the story. Hmm. So actor hears about the role. Well, act, singer hears about the role. Is like I'd be perfect for that. Tells this guy like I want to be in it. Like producer's like you should do it. Uh, then director steps in. It's like no, nah, no, nah, we're gonna give it to this guy. And then uh, the the old actor like tells his his mob connection like they kicked me out of the movie. <laughs> All right, we'll get you back in. Don't you worry about it. And they get him back in and tell the other guy to take a hike. That's awesome. If anybody asks why you quit, uh, it's racist and you're not getting paid enough. <laughs> and that's what happened, apparently. Um, most of the other roles were cast very smoothly. Uh, I guess that Coppola liked... Uh, um, oh my God, her name is... Uh, Beer. Beer Diane, makes, Keaton. Diane Keaton. Thank you. Beer makes me forget things. Uh, she, he liked her because she was eccentric. Well, sure. And he cast her for that reason. But everybody else went in pretty well. The film was released commercially uh, on March 24th, 1972, and was a blockbuster hit, breaking a number of records. Most notably, it was the highest grossing film of all time. (laughs) Uh, Dethroning Gone with the Wind. Uh, It would hold this title until the release of Jaws just a few years later. I've seen that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, To this date, adjusted for inflation, it is the 25th highest highest grossing film after Jurassic World. And b- right before Forrest Gump. Critically, also, well-received. <laughs> Most criticism uh, for the film stems from its portrayal of Italian-Americans and perpetuating stereotypes of... And actually kind of... I didn't really notice any of that. <laughs> actually, <laughs> it's it's uh, blamed for creating a number of the biggest stereotypes oh, we absolutely. have of, of Italian-Americans. Which that. we'll get to a mm-hmm, little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um it won three Academy Awards. Uh, picture actor uh, Marlon Brando won, which he famously refused. Um, it was, I think, it was this was the Academy Award that he was protesting uh, Indian uh, like reparations and like oh. Native Americans aren't getting a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I refuse this Academy Award until people acknowledge that that they need help and things like that. Hmm. Um, yeah, he was very politically active. So he made them an offer that was. Very they, easy like, to refuse. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Oh, all right. Um, so, but it was nominated for eleven total that year. Uh, actually, so uh, James Caan, Al Pacino, and Robert Duvall were all nominated for Best Supporting Actor. All wow. three that same year. Neither, none of them won. <laughs> um, it's currently on the American Film Institute's Top 100 Film at number two, right after Citizen Kane, wow. and it's also in the Library of Congress. It's number two? AFI thinks it's the second best film ever made. I have thoughts on that. For later? Or... Oh, but... <laughs> Go on. I mean, like... No, keep going okay. with here. Although many films about gangsters preceded The Godfather, Coppola's heavy infusion of Italian culture and stereotypes and his portrayal of mobsters as characters of considerable psychological depth and complexity was unprecedented. Coppola took it further with The Godfather Part Two, and the success of those two films, critically, artistically, and financially, opened the door for numerous other depictions of Italian Americans as mobsters, including films such as Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas and TV series such as David Chase's The Sopranos. A comprehensive study of Italian American culture on film conducted from 1996 to 2001 by the Italic Institute of America showed that close to 300 movies featuring Italian-Americans as mobsters, mostly fictitious, 
have been produced since The Godfather. An average of nine per year. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. The Godfather epic, encompassing the original trilogy and the additional footage Coppola incorporated later, is by now thoroughly integrated into American life and, together with succession of mob-themed imitators, has led to a highly stereotyped concept of Italian-American culture. They call this the Godfather Theory. (laughs) The first film that had the largest impact, and unlike any film before, its depiction of Italians who immigrated to the United States in the early decades of the 20th century is perhaps attributable to the Italian-American director presenting his own understanding of their experience. The the films explain through their action the integration of fictional Italian-American criminals into American society. Though the story is set in the period of mass immigration to the U.S., it is rooted in the specific circumstances of the Corleones, the family that lives outside the law. Although some critics have refashioned the Corleone story into one of universality of immigration. Other critics have posited that it leads to the viewer to identify organized crime with Italian-American culture. Which, I mean, that's the joke, right? Like, yeah. you're, if you're an Italian-American, you must, you must have mob ties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, released in a period of intense viewer to identify... Oops. Uh, intense national cynicism and self-criticism, the American film struck a chord about the dual identities inherent in a nation of immigrants. The Godfather increased Hollywood's negative portrayals of immigrants, uh, Italian, immigrants, Italian, immigrant Italians in the aftermath of the film, and was a recruiting tool for organized crime. Hey, do you, you want to be a gangster? Watch this movie. Tell me how you feel about it. <laughs> the concept of a mafia Godfather—that's in quotes—was an invention of Mario Puzo. It's like that's not, and the film's effect was to add the fictional nomenclature to the language. Similarly, Don Vito Corleone's unforgettable, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse, voted the second most memorable line in cinema history, according to AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movie Quotes by the American Film Institute, was adopted by... Number one. Number one. We we could look it up. We'll we'll tell you after the break. Excellent. Um, Probably, Luke, I'm your father. No, uh, Uh, frankly, my dear, I don't don't give a a damn. damn. Or something from Casablanca, like... uh, Here's looking at you, kid. Or, it really should be, can't sit here. That's really the best line. Or um, uh, Borat, just like, not. <laughs> it's, it's actually just all of Borat. It's the best Borat. line. Did you know that was nominated for an Academy Award for writing? I told that to Brooklyn. For and writing? For the screenplay. Borat was nominated for its screenplay. I told that to Brooklyn. She's like, she was not surprised. I was surprised. Because I thought a lot of it was, I was sort of improvised. I was impression that, yeah, there wasn't much of a screenplay. Hey, it was nominated. That's Sasha Baron Cohen. He He's got us again. He got us. Uh, was adopt- so that line, though, I'm going to make an offer, was adapt- adopted by actual gangsters. Now it's like a thing that they say. Mm. Um, and actually, the there's debate that Puzo pulled the quote from, there's a French novel, Le Pierre Guirot by Balzac. Uh, there's a character who says, uh, so Vautrin telling Eugene, in that in that case, I will make you an offer that no one would decline. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'll make him an offer he can't refuse is, I mean, it's good, it's juicy, but it's also like, that just sounds like, I, mean, I guess because it's so permeated through our yes. culture, it just sounds like a thing people say, but like, really, like, I, I feel like it wasn't that. 
No, n- n- far of a leap to get I, to that kind of I don't of think so either. Like, I, I just like how this sounds like a quote that is the Walgreen version of the line. Like, <laughs> yeah. In that case, I will make you an offer that no one would decline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so either so it's either Puzo or Coppola that maybe lifted the line. Or again, yeah, it's not like it's that creative. It just yeah. it's how it's delivered and and all that stuff. It's like taking credit for get the hell out of here. Was that you? It was me. Yeah. Yeah. I was Real the life first ga- one to say that. Real life gangsters responded enthusiastically to the film, with many of them feeling it was a portrayal of how they were supposed to act. Salvatore Sammy the Bull Gravan Gravano, the former underboss of the Gambino crime family, stated, "I left the movie stunned. I mean, I floated out of the theater. Maybe it was fiction." But for me, then, that was our life. It was incredible. I, rem- I remember talking to a multitude of guys, made guys, who felt exactly the same way. End quote. According to Anthony Fiato, or Fiato, after seeing the film, Patricia, the Patricia Crime family member, uh, members Pauli Insisto and Nikki Gizzo altered their speech patterns closer to that of Vito Corleone. So I don't know who those guys are, but they're mob bosses. Yeah. Who started talking like Vito? So apparently they used to like they would frequently swear and use poor grammar. But after that movie came out, they started articulating more and and being more uh-huh. philosophical. Philosophical. Yeah. Which uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but um, yeah. I mean, you are it? more threatening when you're when you're very eloquent. I feel like you know there's something just well, so if very you're calm and collected. Because uh, if you're like freaking out and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, then you seem you seem unstable, and someone like the, your your emotions get the better of you, which means you're manipulate you, you can be manipulated. Yes. Whereas if you're like, man, nothing nothing bothers me, then mm-hmm. like, oh god, how do we how do we get this guy? Yeah, okay, let's shoot so, him in the back five times. So you mentioned in that um, trick screen test that they pulled on yeah on Marlon Brando. Like, does he have cotton balls in his mouth? He has cotton balls in his mouth. Why? So he can talk like this. I don't know. Like, is it literally just so his voice sounds weird? I think like, I th- is that what's going on? Well, he was... Because ultimately, I feel like by the end of the movie, he's having a harder time speaking, and we understand that he's unwell, but we're yes. given no information about why he's unwell. He got shot five times. Well, yeah. I mean, there's that. But other than that... Spoiler <laughs> no, you're right. He's been he got shot, but he lives for like ten years after he got yeah, yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, well, then he just gets old. Yeah, he gets old, but like I feel like his speech keeps getting weirder and yes, weirder. Yes, and it's yes, like, sure, sure. is he had mouth cancer the whole time? Does he have like I mean, what is the voice in the face and the like? Why? I guess so. It's, why is that a thing? Um. Well, Mar- Brando is defend uh, the okay, Let's speculate. Let's speculate. Right. Uh, he was he was not a method actor, but he was he was the type of person to get very into character. He mm-hmm. was notorious for for um, going above and beyond when it came to his character work. Uh, and I, I imagine like with some people, like if you put on a costume, it helps you fill fill that role. And I bet you put that shit in your mouth, these mm-hmm. cotton balls in your mouth. It's like, 
Well, I guess this is who I am now. I know who this character. Yeah. Like, you're, mm-hmm. it's a, like, like a character trigger or something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I can imagine that's no, how no, it no, worked yeah, for me. I but, see that. But, but it's a weird. It, it's a weird for that. Yeah, like, where's the? Where do we go? Uh, I'm My sure. Boss. Cotton balls. I'm sure if, maybe that magazine. There's a little bit on the on like what inspired brando's character because yeah. like uh, if it's if he just pulls that out of nothing like that's pretty amazing because like, mm-hmm. it's weird but not so weird that it's that it it doesn't take me out of the film agreed um, agreed but it it does feel like a very bold character choice and then having seen the second film more recently uh like robert de niro who plays young Vito is not like uh uh-huh. you know he 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 talks like a normal. He talks like De Niro, like you know, but in Italian, mm. like it's all in Italian. Right. Um, so, like I was hoping there'd be more of a, uh, I don't know, like uh, I wish De Niro had cotton balls in his mouth. I'm, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. He should have had cotton yeah. balls in his mouth. <laughs> okay. I'm not seeing The Godfather too now. Now that I know <laughs> no. De Niro doesn't put cotton balls in his mouth, he's just not committed like uh, Brando was. I'm sure okay. it's very uncomfortable too. Yeah, no, I mean. So maybe they had something a bit better for long takes. I don't know, but the, that's that's the story is that he had cotton balls in his mouth. Hmm. So and again, that's, like these are all things yeah. that may be fabricated for yeah. the sake of of making the film more legendary, mm-hmm. as if it needed any more help right. with that. That's funny. Yeah, and it, you in your synopsizing, you it, it's it's so funny how so much of the Godfather is just part of our pop culture and just oh, it's like everywhere. culture it's like everywhere and it's kind of funny how watching the movie i was like they had like a short paragraph in the wikipedia page about all the times the simpsons alone no, referenced literally what i was just gonna say it's like i'm like oh yeah no i've seen this already but the simpsons version of it yeah. like and there's and like and there's just so many <laughs> Don Homer, in it. i think of like, this donut for you the bit. That's from that is from Godfather Part Two, but still like a reference to the the franchise. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. a nice a donut. <laughs> it's just it's so crazy how it, I almost it was it was really wild watching this movie for the first time and having references that I've always known were the Godfather, like but or or other things. It's kind of like oh, this is where it's originally, and it almost seems like a joke. But it's not a joke because yeah, everything else nobody, after nobody, it's a joke. Nobody <laughs> did it before that. Yeah, they yeah. were like, "Hey, horse head in the bed. This will be hilarious." I mean, that's that is how I felt when I first first watched Citizen Kane uh, because of The Simpsons. Like, I was like, "Oh my!" That whole it's like, there's a moment where Homer's watching a play and he slit his playbill into like little slits, like he'd cut it, and so he's just like flipping it back and forth and watching all the, 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 the playbill move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what a weird, I, when I saw the Simpsons, I'm like, that's, I don't, whatever Homer's bored. But then yeah. I watched this and Kane and, uh, one of the characters in that, uh, does, I'm like, Oh my God, uh, what a weird reference. Cause he's yeah. bored watching a play. He's, uh, he's watching, um, God, is it, I don't know if it's, Charles Foster Kane, or it's his friend played by, oh my God, what's his name? He's the guy that was in Shadow of a Doubt, that movie directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Whatever. Um, another actor. It'll come. I'm sure it'll come to me later, and I'll just scream it mm-hmm. as if I was having a stroke. I can't wait. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like th- these these things permeate all of culture, and how many 
you know, like the Goodfellas, Goodfellas, and we talked about Goodfellas mm-hmm. and Sopranos. Like those would those exist if not for the like? Clearly, mm-hmm. apparently, they wouldn't exist with, without the Godfather. Nah. Um, and all these fun like Futurama, like the Donbot. In, I don't know how much Futurama you watch, mm, but like, I feel like I remember that. Like, I've watched a lot of Futurama, but it's but it's, yeah. the same, it's a whole bit like uh, the Donbot. <laughs> he's yeah, just, he's 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 the Godfather, but he's a robot. But he's a robot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's interesting. Oh, it's it's like almost like a. Yeah, just the yeah, yeah the whole mafia stereotype and just like the way it's like oh this is what mafias are like the fact that it's just like yeah no it was this movie in this kind of wild book that this guy wrote and it's like sort of kind of a true idea I guess yeah, it's like <laughs> but it's like not but it is like it's a it's having so you you just watched for the first time recently it's like it's so it's a good movie mm-hmm. um it's a long movie and i think it's one of the reasons that people don't watch it much anymore mm-hmm. it's just it's even the, well i don't know why i say that we watch like two and a half hour marvel films but god forbid we watch excuse me a three hour you know crime yeah. drama yeah um but because like we don't want to sit and watch that and, and like it's also i don't know it's it's good but i without having been there at the time i guess i can't talk of its groundbreaking execution no, absolutely and, and that's, agreed i think in the same way yeah. with jaws and we talk about these movies that are so influential and so important to cinema history um we weren't there when it happened so everything is standing on the shoulders of giants mm-hmm. and uh like i i know more people who think like of i've also just recently started watching the sopranos yeah i've never watched the sopranos it's but, it's mm-hmm. fine like it's it's entertaining. I mm-hmm. would I I would still say like The Godfather's better, mm-hmm. um, because it's I don't know it's more subtle in a lot of yeah. ways. Uh, there's and I and I know that one of the appeals of uh, The Sopranos is it's more like oh, no fuck that shit. We we're not doing this you know free duty shit. We talk like real guys. We talk like this. Like you you know we we had strip clubs all the time. I don't really it's raw, you know, it's yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. Cause the God, like in the Godfather, the, and I think I, apparently it must've influenced a number of real mob characters to be more reserved. Mm-hmm. And in, in setting up this like notion of traditional mob, uh, concepts, yeah. which were adopted because of the you know, movie. That's, it's so wild that to find out that that's kind of, I mean, it really is not overly surprising because sometimes when you look at what we, quote, know about the Italian mob, I don't know that we, we hear crime boss, yeah, and we think like guy in a suit in an office and he's like doing all this, but like really, is, is that... Yeah, like what? What's really it's, going on here? Like, and, and, and he probably has not line like, up and on this the day of my daughter's wedding, I will grant you whatever you want. Yeah, like, think, is that really? And that's why I think Sopranos was popular. Is that was removing that veneer, that polish. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's got a nice house, but he's not. He's not living in a mansion. He's living in a Mick mansion in, mm-hmm. the, in the suburbs of New Jersey. You know, yeah. like it's not that glamorous, but yeah. it also is glamorous. Like mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. these, th- all of these narratives. Are about glorification of of criminal you know criminal mm-hmm. actions, mm-hmm. Um, but like what they are trying to do is like make like show the humanity of these characters and like mm. that a lot of them are pushed into it because of social social or economic reasons and that it's society that makes criminals. I don't know. Uh, I still always I have problems 
rooting for criminals. Yeah. Um, and these films, because, because also like all of these things don't give you the opposite side. Like, mm-hmm. because the mafia is very focused on, um, like they have a moral code, right? Mm-hmm. They they'll do they'll do bad things, but it's for the family. Yeah, it's it's I do this so that you kids can have a life. Yeah, you can uh-huh. you don't have to do what I do, but you'll do what I do because but, it's tradition. But you know, also, <laughs> I mean, I went to school to become an actor. My father was an electrician. My grandfather was an electrician. What have you been doing lately? Oh, I work for an electrical contractor. <laughs> I work for my dad. He's the chief estimator. I'm an estimator under him. Like it's, but you know, it's oh my god, it's so funny that um, oh, what was I gonna say? I had a thought. Oh, I forgot what it was. But really, let's so it's the number two movie. Uh, yeah, it, on AFI's. So in the, the first time they released the AFI's list, it was number two. Then they released it again, and it dropped to number three. And then they released it again in like 2007, and it was back at number two. And it's been that way since like 2007. So here's the thing. is The movie's three hours long. Yes. We cover 10 to 15 years, something like that. I don't know. There's ten, no, around there's ten no years, title yeah. cards. You don't I think know that time advances mm-hmm. until you suddenly go, oh... Marlon Brando's wearing a cardigan now. He's old. I see what's he's happening. Either, he's here. either a guy who likes to listen to and, records and drink kombucha, yeah. or he got old. And you don't know that Michael's been in the United States for a year until he tells Diane Keaton that. And you're like, wait! What's happening? So time moves crazy fast in this movie. And way more than three hours worth of movie. I, I, I'm surprised that The Godfather isn't the godfather parts one two and three like you could make three you, movies you could out eat, of that. like if they'd but given once, more time to certain things mm-hmm. but and yeah. more time to say i don't know making what is diane keaton's character's name uh uh kate 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 i think it's kate i don't know well diane keaton's character who ultimately you know she's gonna marry michael when he's not in the family or he's in the family but he's not He's not doing crime. He's yes. in the she military. She wants him to be a. They call them civilians. Yeah, and he wants to be that. You know, that's Initially like at the that's top, yeah. like what's going on. He tells her that his dad made someone an offer they couldn't refuse, and that's why it's a true story. Why Frankie Valley or whatever his name yeah. is is the singer, right? Yeah. Like, and then he disappears. Because he kill, he kills Sterling right, Hayden, right? And, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He kills somebody, and so I like I kind of follow Michael's path into becoming the new Don. Kind of, I don't really actually see it because we skip a lot of time, and it's like, oh, Michael's in charge now. You get it because he's wearing a hat, so you know he's he's got a hat and a nice suit. Tougher. So he does look tougher. It also looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume, but that's <laughs> beside the point. The rentals, are rentals. <laughs> yeah. But so, by the very end of the movie, he's back with Diane Keaton, and she asks if he had to do, if he had anything to do with Carlo getting killed, and he lies, and he says no. Mm-hmm. And we end the movie. The door closing, door closing. But here's my question. Who, who is Diane Keaton? Who is her character? Like, who is that character? 
There's literally no character there. And for it for for a bunch of movie whoop-de-woos to say this is the second greatest film of all time to have the end of your movie end on lying to a character who we don't know, but we just are rooting for because she's the good girl who fell in love with not a mobster, but who became a mobster. Yeah. Like, we're, we feel her story only through Michael, and even then... I don't think we care. Well, yeah, like, I do she, not. It's it's so weird. She, I can't she has believe. a bigger role in the second film. Oh, does like, she? Yeah, yeah. Well, she, more, there's certainly more emotional uh, mm-hmm. ups and downs in the second film. Uh, no, but like, so I was I was watching it before you came in just to you know get mm-hmm. the flavor back in my mouth. Um, and she is she's our placeholder because she is in there and she asks all the questions. Mm-hmm. She is like, well, what, what do you mean by that? Are you serious? Yeah, you know, like as if. We as an audience and her as a, a character can't believe that these things actually happen. Um, so she doesn't have. No, I agree. She like has a bad character. Like mm-hmm. for how good of an actor Diane Keaton is, <laughs> um, uh, she is not given much to work yeah, with. Yeah, it's nothing to do with her. It's so funny. And I, that's, I wish we had the character's name so we could stop accusing I'm Diane Keaton sh- of falling short here. It's not, but, it's, yeah, it's not her fault. Like, I, I just, I, I think, think it's Kate. I think it's so funny that she ends up being like the crux of the thing, you know, like the, if there is a plot to the movie, which I kind of would say there's not actually a plot to the movie. I don't really know what the story was. There, a lot of people died. Reluctant. Re, well, the the prodigal son returns and reluctantly assumes his mantle as the head of the family. Yeah. If okay. I were to sum it up yeah. in like a, All right. a sentence. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'll give you that. I'll Thank give you, you that. And also, I did I did feel like, I was like, I kind of feel like I need to watch this one. one more. I, by the way, I K. really... Her name is K. Not K. K. I was pretty close. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, no, I mean, like, because I really did enjoy the movie. I liked it a lot. Did not see it coming when Sonny got killed at the tollway. That scene... Did not see that coming, and that was awesome. Yep, that scene cost $100,000 to shoot. Three days, three days of shooting. They had to, like, drill holes in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the producers were... They actually hired like a violence coach because like they're like this film needs to be violent, more uh-huh. violent than and so like Coppola acquiesced and like I, there's that scene where Sonny's breaking a bunch of shit mm-hmm. like that's that was just yeah. tossed in there so it was oh, more yeah. violent. Yeah. But like oh god, the domestic abuse scene. Yeah. That is it's rough. It's rough. That's Sonny, that's Sonny's not a good I guy. Mean, it's no, it's yeah, it, it it it's a very well done scene. It is horrible. But yeah. They they mm-hmm. do yeah no that's really great, great stuff. Yeah, spousal abuse. I'm sorry, I did that. Um, no, you. But yeah, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, that, but, yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, and again, like Simpsons did a period of that when Bart gets pelted by a bunch of snowballs in the Mister Mister Plow episode. Oh, he comes yeah. up the bus and like, get him, fellas! And then he looks around like, he gets hit by a hundred snowballs. And he falls to the ground. Good stuff. Good stuff, indeed. Yeah, uh, they probably have the entire Godfather in The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I would like love it if you could if like, you could piece the whole the whole Godfather together with just clips from The yeah. Simpsons where they parody it. Uh, get on that internet, come somebody on. on the internet, do that. Come on. Uh, okay, well, we're gonna take a quick break uh, so we can look at the magazine. Uh, we can look up the name of that actor who was in Citizen Kane and Shadow of a Doubt. 
It's going to come to me. Cotton. Uh, his last name is Cotton. Joseph Joseph Cotton is his name. And he was in Citizen Kane and some other movies. We'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> and then we'll hit this button. Why is it sped up? I was having this problem earlier. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's cute. We're back. I like the super speed on that one. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're back. We're back. We're recording again. Um, welcome back, everybody. So we found out. Skimming through this uh, $13 copy of uh, Life's 50 Years, The Godfather, The Story, The Movies, The Legacy, Brando was, he had envisioned, envisioned, the devised that his character, Vito Corleone, had been shot in the throat. Uh, and I don't know if that comes up in The, God, in the Godfather Part 2. I can't recall. Mm. You obviously... Would not know. I'm not an expert on that topic. It might have. It, it Now that we talk about it, it's like, yeah, that sounds familiar. But it's then, probably the first thing that happens. In it's the probably, yeah, you're you're going to go Bob and it's Robert De Niro. <laughs> it's like, um, But yes, uh, so we're back. We're back. Uh, Joseph Cotton was the name of that actor. Uh, and so getting back on topic, uh why did you, Rhodey, mm-hmm. avoid the not <laughs> avoid this? Why didn't you watch this like like? You know, that's you, a very good question because I. It's the theme of the show. I is, all, yeah, is the late to the party. Yeah, why I'm you, at the party now. I would definitely watch Godfather again. Um, I'm interested in seeing the second and third. I don't really know why I've not seen it, but you know, I I feel like I may have said this on the Jaws episode too, but. I feel like a lot of my close friends, like none of us had seen the main big movie. We had our own weird movies that we got really Yeah, you're watching Laserdiscs and stuff like that. Actually, only two movies I've ever seen on Laserdisc. (laughs) Forrest Gump. We talked. We talked about and this on the- Congo. Oh, no. I know. I'm just trying to make this the same episode um, as the last one. Weren't we talking? Uh, I have a gun, <laughs> and we're not wearing pants yeah. or something like that. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there haven't been as many lies about things that are in the room. And this we're starting time. a no because improv troupe. Oh wow! Did I trot that one out on that? Yeah. You did. You did. All right. Good. Good for me. Is that uh, a reoccurring bit for you? Right? Oh, most definitely, okay. absolutely. Uh, See, claiming we... claiming that I'd like to start an improv troupe called No Because. Well, uh, you have not. I'm the one who mentioned it, so you. Uh, that you, one's not on you're me. Not rep, you're, not, you're not repetitive yet. <laughs> that one's not on me. Um, uh, so you, you didn't get around to watching yeah, these big films. Yeah, I just yeah we didn't. I don't know. Never. Never watched it, but it's weird because I've always really enjoyed like mafia stuff. And by always really enjoyed mafia stuff, I think I really mean I always liked the mafia characters on Looney Tunes, you know, which were actually before The Godfather, which is interesting that that is a, a portrayal of Italian mafia yeah. before The Godfather. And it's a little, it's different. 
It is. It's it's more they're they're their own little group. It doesn't seem to be this big connected thing. They seem to be running from the law and like you know it's like a small kind of thing. Well, whereas that's, yeah, that's like the uh, James Cagney Humphrey Bogart gangster that, mm-hmm. were, that you know was big in the '30s and the '40s. Um, who and well, I, the obvious like the big distinction to me, and they talk a little bit about this on the on the, on the page. Is that they're they're not at, they're not digging into their their psychology mm-hmm. and contextualizing it in a a, 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 a sociological kind yeah. of way. Like, you know what it is? They're they're like pirates. It, yes, it's like yeah. it's like oh you've got you've got mafia guys. You got pirates. You've got mm-hmm. you know like this is almost it's almost a fantasy character. Almost a you know like it's it's not. It's very two dimensional. Um, yes. But, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I really, I always like those, and I uh, two tree of my min- favorite. Have you seen the one with uh, Daffy Duck and the Golden Egg? Like you got three minutes stuck <laughs> to leave. Like <laughs> I love the, the, the little because the, the the head of the mafia right. that, or the uh-huh. the gang is like a very very short guy. Yeah, with a gi- with giant a big hat. hat. You can't mm-hmm. see his eyes covering mm-hmm. the yeah yeah. Four mm-hmm. minutes, three minutes. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, two two movies that I really enjoyed um, growing up, uh, teenage years, were um, Analyze This, mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, Seeing a Shrink Like the Sopranos. So, See, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. kind of half Godfather, half Sopranos. Well, they with they that one, came out at like roughly the same yeah. time. Uh, I think, yeah, I think somebody analyzed... was shopping the same script yeah. around, mm-hmm. and it was like, this should be a great movie. This would be a great HBO TV show. One, one, do them yeah, both. One made it a spoof, and the other made yeah. it a serious show. One of them got Billy Crystal. That's right. <laughs> hey, you can't do that. Yeah. And then also was a big fan of uh, the the mafia rom com uh, Mickey Blue Eyes with Hugh Grant and James Kahn is mm. the father of the Italian girl. You know, he's he's like That's marrying right, into the family. Yes, he's British, yes. and there's a scene of him in the car uh, learning how to say "forget about it." And he's like, "Forget about it." Forget about it. Change the T's to D's. Forget, forget about, about it. it. Not the last T. Oh, it's classic. It's amazing. <laughs> James Kahn's finest work. Aside After the Elf. Godfather. Now that I've seen the Godfather. Well, yeah, and Elf. Really, all of James Caan's work is James Caan's <laughs> finest work. He was work. also in that uh, TV show Las Vegas, I think, on CBS oh, from yeah. 2003 to 2008. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And there he was, what, like a kind of a... I think he was also kind of mafia. a mafia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got his thing. It's, yeah, I mean, it's good. If I, you hear actors complain about being typecast, but man, yeah. if you're working in Hollywood... right. You could be, you could be a, you could make plungers for a living. A lot of people do the same thing all the time for their job, for their career. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of them aren't famous for doing it. Yeah, most of them. No, most of them aren't. No, yeah, mo- most people. I'd say like ninety-eight percent of the people who do the same job for most of their life aren't famous. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's. I think it's honestly. You think it's ninety-nine percent? It's more. Th- I think. I think. Actually, statistically, it might be a hundred percent. Like I feel like it's just—it's everybody it's closer it's, to one hundred percent. If you round up, uh, well, that, that that's about rounding. Point. I'm talking about that math class I never quite made it to that would definitely validate what I'm saying right yeah, now. Yeah. Where you know it's so close to one that it, as it approaches the limit, it becomes the limit, mm. right? 
That sounds like a line from something. Mean Girls, the limit does not exist. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. That's kind of like a, a mob movie. <laughs> a little bit. It is, though. It is, though, a little bit like a mob movie. Mob movie. Mob movie. There's, a, there's also a mom. A cool mom. Not a mob movie? Mom. <laughs> well, there's Married to the Mob with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I haven't and, seen that uh, one. Yeah. Uh, she is uh, married to a gentleman in the mob. And... Uh, some problems happen, and uh, there's some drama, but also mm. some hilarity. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what I. I think want. they came out in 1991. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. that checks out. So yeah, I mean, I I've oh, and, always and the <laughs> you please continue. no no sorry the, real quick on Marriage to the Mob. Uh, <laughs> the uh, there's another actress in it who I had only known her. She's a, she was big on Broadway, but she was she also plays uh, in Frasier. One of the station managers, the one that Frazier has an affair with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty girl. Kate. Is her name Kate? Her name is Kate. Uh The the very intelligent, tall, Mm -hmm. darker complexion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, she she plays one of the other mob wives in Marriage to the Mob. That seems like a fitting character. Yeah, she's she's pretty, she's like... I, I after seeing them like oh she's got some range. <laughs> yeah. I mean she's pretty great in Frasier. She's great in Frasier, really? but like that is the only thing I'd ever seen her in. The, so like mm-hmm. I have no point of yeah. reference mm-hmm. aside from Frasier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing her that like oh she's also very convincing as a mob wife. <laughs> yeah. like, and she's very convincing as a, a leader of a of a, of a radio station. I, hmm. She's a good actor, wow. but she's also she was like did a lot of theater. They're always better when they come from the theater. It's true. That's true. They get it. I do love the theater. The, 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 the theater. Do you tread the boards. We were all thinking it. <laughs> but so yeah, no, I don't really know why I never watched The Godfather. Um, I feel like I've always wanted to watch it, but as with most movies, like I, I don't really watch movies. Mm-hmm. It's not like an act. You know, it's not like oh hey, it's Friday night. What movie am I gonna watch? Yes, you know, right. it's like it doesn't. I just, it's not used to kind of be part of what I did. I used to love movies. I watch, and I, I'd watch the same movies all the time. I See, mean, that's a thing we do too. Yeah. It's like we, mm-hmm. why watch The Godfather? I'll have to pay attention to this thing. Yeah, why would I watch The hours? Godfather when I could watch Small Soldiers again? Again, for like the the three hundredth mm-hmm. time. Or if I don't want violence, I could watch Dirty Work. Yeah, with uh, Norm Macdonald. <laughs> Sorry, I thought of Joe Dirt for a second. No, no, no. Dirty Work is is a different movie. It is. It is. Different actors, different script. Norm McDonald. (laughs) Sorry, I'm testing out my impressions on this show. No, no. Ben does what he does what he wants. Ben does what what he he wants. wants. I don't care who gets offended. I mean, I would blame, I'd honestly, I'd blame Nintendo. For inspiring me to to feel comfortable to yeah. do that impression, like mm-hmm. like I yeah. most yeah. definitely, and because I think all like that is I I just think of Mario lines mm-hmm. when I'm trying to do my like a trigger for bad Italian. Accent. Oh no! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, that's a bad. <laughs> I fell on my. <laughs> All right. I feel like you got one. Come uh, on! No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> That's Bowser when he. That upset. was a really good Bowser. Yeah. Ooh. 
That's when he comes out of the painting. Yeah, yeah. He falls no. on his butt. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was really good. <laughs> now I just want to play Mario 64. It was a good game. A really, yeah. really good game. I'm... I'm did I okay? I should have added more emphasis, more uh, 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 qualifiers that indicated how good it was. Really, really good game. Mm-hmm. But in case we haven't really driven the point home, Mario sixty four, <laughs> inspired by the <laughs> inspired by the Godfather. I mean, Italian American, Italian Americans, or, or they're in the mob. Yeah, I, sorry. These are, of course are all like. Prob- that's a prob- problematic stereotypes that exist because of this film, mm-hmm. um, and so we you you don't know why you avoided it, mm-hmm. and I don't know that avoid is the right word. I just just didn't see it, you know. But it's like, and th- I think we talked a bit about this when we talked about Jaws, because uh, they're such big films. Do we need to watch them? Is it important? Is it important to watch The Godfather, or is what's important about The Godfather is what it's inspired and its legacy, which we consume all the time, even if we don't mean to? Mm-hmm. I think is it important. Is is it crucial the, to know the, the, the source I think, material? I think the further we get from it, in a sense, it's less crucial, but also. It's always good to know where things came from, you know? Sure. And it's really interesting, too. We love origin stories. Yeah. We love origin stories. And also, I don't know, I'm also just generally fascinated by, like, the fact that we're a hundred years into Hollywood. Yeah. You know, like, I, I sometimes wonder, like, does film really keep going? Like, do we really keep making films i'm so i don't know you, i because I mean, it's, it's you heard about spielberg of... getting pissed off about netflix being in the academy awards right and well, it's not just spielberg is it? i think it's, well he's but he's, yeah, he's uh, like spe- the, the the face of this argument is that mm-hmm. uh and and so where's it stop like or what or what dictates a film if you're asking this kind of question because yeah. like, youtubers are famous right and and the, the the means of production are so much easier to acquire than mm-hmm. they ever have been before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm you know I'm doing a radio show in my bedroom basically. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys should see the shirt he's wearing. Speaking of you know dressing up and impressing people. Oh wait, no, we were talking about that over the break. Yeah, that, that was uh, how directors director. We look. We saw a picture in the magazine of Francis Ford Coppola looking like a dirty, gross film director and yeah. i made the comment that whenever i see film directors it makes me hate film <laughs> i just well, yeah, i don't like, i don't want to know what this person they don't have in, to like, try like they don't have to you know that somebody else <laughs> wanting a job like his who who was 13th in line yeah. <laughs> would have to like put on a a fucking shirt you know to get, <laughs> yeah. to get a, and he's like yeah i got i have a beard longer than you know my hair but like and not that i don't like the look and of course the 70s people dress like that uh-huh. but like no nah, but no nah, nah, it's not the long hair it's not the beard it's the unkempt long sure, hair sure. and beard there's no attention when, no when it doesn't appear he doesn't appear hygienic so you and i are both fully bearded gentlemen we, we both have beards and we both we both have well, i have I, to condition my beard and uh-huh. put product in it to keep it from uh, uh-huh. getting flaky i am um, actually last night uh laura talked me into doing an avocado mask mm. and now let me tell you the story of the avocado mask 
Laura cut open an avocado. It didn't look quite good enough to eat. So she put it in a bowl and mashed it around with some olive oil, and then we put it on our faces. And how did that feel, Rody? Incredible. Look at my face. It's glowing. It's glowing. <laughs> See? It is. It and is. And I was put it on my beard, and my beard is amazingly soft right now. But to my point, we both have full beards. Mine's pretty long right now, but it's, it's still, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big it's beard. It's trim. But, but my it's... cheeks are shaved down. There's a I, line, you know? You mm. see these film directors, and it's like... So you don't even like quick, because you you let the part of your beard grow that clearly has the ability to grow into a beard. Like I have to trim, oh yeah, my unibrow, unibrow. and I have Mm -hmm. to trim like my cheekbones because they'll get Uh they'll get a couple like straggly like long ones. A couple, dude. If I didn't shave, it goes up to about within like a centimeter of my eye. (laughs) Why did you grow that? I kind of want to. You should try. I've seen a guy who 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 like can grow it all the way like up here, uh and it's it's a sight to behold. (laughs) It's one of those because it doesn't hurt anybody, and you can do it. Why not? Why not? You know. Why not? A lot of people can't, and a lot of people. And not to brag about beard growing, but a lot of people are like, man, I wish I could grow a beard like them. Like, I do this for you, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or ma'am. I feel, I feel that way, too. Yeah. As a man who can grow a lot of beard. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, no, it's like when I'm full. My brother has a beard that is like twice as thick as mine. And by has a beard, I mean has the ability to grow a beard. He shaves which is most of the time, he's like one of those guys that looks like he's just kind of got a permanent like marker, like underlay. Yeah, it's like like yeah, his yeah. face is just like darker because it's so dense. Like Homer when he ever. And he's like yeah. he's never got a beard, and I'm like, what do you? You Grow shave all of that every day, and you don't grow. Come on, man. And I guess if you his wear... wife doesn't like it. Oh, so. oh. and she's great. So you know, is she? She she is. Is she? I, she won't I, let him grow his beard out. I'm not here to badmouth my sister-in-law. <laughs> well, I don't know her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the only thing I know about her is she doesn't like your brother's beard. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's why. Honestly, and that's my speculation, really. Well, well. So, oh, so you? I judged her without knowing. For you made it seem like it's that a dangerous was, world we live in. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I gotta watch. You gotta watch everything, man. I mean that's why I don't shave my beard is uh it's not it's not being clean shaven it's that period between being clean shaven and having a beard that very sandpaper mm-hmm. stage uh like that's what Brooklyn hates so I either have to maintain yeah. uh-huh. my clean shavenness uh-huh. or have long enough right? facial hair that where it's it, not mm-hmm. it's no, not because there is that it, mm, yep yep because no, we kiss that. sometimes mm, lucky you. Hey, yeah, it's pretty nice to kiss people. Yeah, and I really did enjoy how uh, Marlon Brando's mustache—it um, gets grayer and thinner after he puts on the flannel and cardigan, so yes. we know he's older. And we we um, now know also. Yeah, and we were, yeah, pictures, we were looking in the magazine. They slap there. on some prosthetics, some some makeup mm-hmm. to make him look older. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, and his whole face is like puffed out and yeah. stuff, and. Which is funny because I don't think I've ever seen another movie with Marlon Brando in it. Really? Really? I don't. He's done some very noteworthy films. I'm I'm f- aware of that fact. The Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh well, I'm, 
that was a joke. It, that was a movie that came out in like '95 with him and Val Kilmer. <laughs> uh, it, it it's not one of his that's highly a, regarded films. It's a good joke then. It would have been. <laughs> no, no, it was a good joke. It's not just you and me. There's listeners. Somebody might have thought that was funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Somebody had to rewind because they were laughing too hard and they wanted to I gotta hear. pause this so I can laugh some more. <laughs> I am laughing Nobody is like this island the, of Dr. He, Moreau joke. You know, in, he was in On the Waterfront, uh, mm-hmm. Streetcar Named Desire, mm-hmm. very notably in Streetcar mm-hmm. Named Desire. I've um, never seen the film of that. It's, it's pretty good. It, Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen the play. I've certainly been in scenes from it and read it what about uh did you see the film guys and dolls with uh no nope. because he's in that he plays sky masterson in that. really yeah mm. we're right because yeah sinatra plays nathan detroit he plays sky masterson marlon brando is not a great singer though um and sky masterson well, notable balls yeah. was a part of every a, role he does luck be, a lady tonight. <laughs> luck be a lady if you ever been a lady to begin with luck be a lady tonight. uh, uh I would a lady that. wouldn't uh, leave her escort it isn't fair it is a nice no he's getting <laughs> i want to see all of guys and dolls with the energy of don corleone <laughs> like just that like <laughs> Lady Wind Wanda all over the world. I, I can't help it. Whenever I talk like this, I, I turn to Zoidberg. <laughs> it's, it's, ba- it's pretty close to Zoidberg. <laughs> Zoidberg, maybe? <laughs> Don Corleone? You will show me respect, maybe? Be a man! <laughs> it works. I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, uh, that'd be... I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zoidberg is uh, the Don. Mm-hmm. Um, so having seen it now, mm-hmm. I'm kind of disappointed. Your story about avoid of not avoidance, but not seeing it wasn't more interesting. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll, yeah, was, we'll live with you. Just like yeah, eh, watch. I it. just haven't. I just haven't seen it. But now know? that you have seen it, uh, is it? What are you, aside from like the impressions we've already heard? Is there anything? additional that struck you that you think is important for the listeners to know given given the time a thousand percent does not feel like a three-hour movie couldn't believe it was over when it was over again i've already expressed my disappointment in the the character building but but like really it's not even the ending it's the middle part that they left out Sure. To get to that ending. I think the ending could have been really powerful, but it's like weirdly not because we're just kind of like a little sad for Michael, I guess. But at the same time, not because we watched him shoot people in the well, head. Yeah, and he makes choices. Yeah. And no one said, they, they even were like giving him an out because the turning point is obvious. So his dad gets shot and he takes vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, he chooses to do that. Yes. He makes the plan to do that. And then, then like, he's a victim. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, now I'm stuck as the Don after I made those choices to become the Don. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Whoa. life is I did so not hard. see that coming. My life is sort of hard. <gasps> uh, wahoo, wahoo. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> um... Yeah, the re- the, yeah, no. the name of the strip joint in uh, Sopranos is a mm-hmm. reference to bada bing. You put the bull in his head, and then you have brains all over the the thing. 
when James Khan says "Bada Bing" uh-huh. in the guy. Is that the name of the strip club? Yeah, the, the name of the. Oh, name I, of the I've not Bada Bing. watched the Sopranos. I'm just familiar. Oh, because I'm I'm familiar with most pop culture without ever having experienced. Isn't that great? Most pop culture, you which can... yeah, no, that's and that was really like. Such a cool thing about watching The Godfather. We've covered this already, but just yeah. seeing... like I, I've seen it all. I've heard all of those lines and other things. I've seen the scenes, the way they do and you, But you... I felt... And this is coming from somebody who has clearly seen a lot of movies. You heard all the movies that I've Small seen. Small Soldiers, yeah. uh, Congo, and Forrest Gump. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I don't really oh, remember Oh, and uh, Mickey Blue Eyes. Mickey Blue Eyes, that's right, that's right. Don't forget Mickey Blue Eyes. Who could? <laughs> I couldn't. I, I, I don't know, I'm not, I, I'm not familiar with these uh, <laughs> gangster sort of things. I, 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 I don't know how this sort of thing works. It's a pretty good Hugh Grant. You just stammer for an hour, and <laughs> that's the bit, right? That's Hugh pretty... Grant stammers. Yeah, yeah. I suppose he is a stammerer, uh, and he—I feel like he always looks up when he almost has these squinty eyes, and he's like thinking of uh, what he's going to do next. That's very and accurate. moves his hand like <laughs> no, no, yeah. You can't see his hand, but he's it's making a jerk Ben's off. Motion. Really, no, he's not making a jerk off motion. This is the gun again. There's no gun. There's no jerking off. It's just a not yet a flourish yeah, of fl- of the hand. Um, but yeah, no, definitely would recommend The Godfather. Very fun watch. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a great watch. I really again, yeah. I feel like it's it's so. There's so much covered in it, and, like, it is, in some ways, for me, hard to identify a protagonist of the story. Sure. Which I always kind of feel like I I took a... This is, this is stupid now, but I, I took this great um, play analysis class in college. What a waste of time. Yeah. That right. is yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it is. But um, oh, that's not the stupid part. No, 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 no. But a thing that we identified as like what makes a protagonist is ultimately the protagonist of a story is the character that changes the most. And I've always really liked that perspective on it, it because simplifies it, things. It simplifies things, it but removes it also more, it also removes morality from the the the, the picture. Yes, there, which I think is important when when stories may not be about they might might not be morality tales. Yes, know? absolutely. And I feel like it's kind of hard to. I mean, I guess it is Michael. But at the same time, I was. Well, Brando most... dies. I know. I know. I'm like. I'm like. Mo- <laughs> he but goes but from no. Life. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, no. But th- I think that's a fair argument, though, because I feel like the most interesting story is still weirdly Don Corleone, even though his whole thing is kind of set. Like he's he's kind of a fixture. He's 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 almost a point of exposition. Yes. But also. He's like the most interesting. I don't know. This is it, it, no, maybe I, it's just I, the way he plays the part. Too. I, think I think he's that, the best actor in the. Yeah, film. I think that maybe that's part and, of and, it and too. There's something. There's a lot of, and it's, so it's not only the way that he acts, but the way everybody treats him in the film. That there's so much gravity given towards him yes. and his character that it's hard not to 
want to invest a lot of of your attention into what he is about um and the film doesn't do like it doesn't have to do that with michael until corleone's in the hospital or after he dies then mm-hmm. also like oh now we have to shift this person who we know is kind of indecisive and he's a smart guy but he's never mm-hmm. it always feels like he doesn't know what he wants yes you know i and i still don't know what michael wants exactly and then and even as the films go on uh he's pulled between and i think that's what makes him we're talking about the duality of mm-hmm. of man and that like he bo- he wants to be everything to 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 himself and to his wife and to his family um and it, it's it's a, it's difficult to do that it's mm-hmm. difficult to to be honest uh and the thing but the thing is we still we don't know what would be his honest choice like is he does he really care that much about k or is k uh a f- another fixture another like mm-hmm. uh, or something that he can do that pushes himself away from the family that he doesn't think he wants to be a part of because k is by by dating and then marrying k she's not italian it's a very clear choice mm-hmm. it's a, it's like i am not part of this yeah. family but then but then he's he is the head of the family mm-hmm. uh and so i suppose it's that that it is always pulling he is the reluctant hero he doesn't want to be well, I guess he's the reluctant anti-hero, I suppose, because mm-hmm. he wanted to be a good guy. He was a, he's a war hero yeah. and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, he comes back and he, you know everybody's very like, yeah, Mikey, the war hero, the, the civilian, the college boy, like yeah. like things that are like, yeah, yeah, he's he's good, he's my brother. He doesn't want to be, he, but he doesn't want to be part of this. He mm-hmm. is outside, and and they like famously like they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> That's in the third film. Uh, if I recall, I hope I'm not referencing a different Pacino bit from a different movie, but I'm pretty sure that's from Godfather 3. You know 3. what I've learned, though, really? Because like, Scarface everything... and, and Godfather 3, some of those lines, I'm like, oh my God, which, 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 <laughs> which Pacino <laughs> overacting moment am I referencing? And I get, I honestly, I get those two just yeah, no, mushed I, up. I buy that. I have seen Scarface, just uh, so... Does he say that pulled me back in in that one? I don't remember. I've only seen Scarface once. Oh, that's um, probably enough, right? Which, yeah, probably. There's yeah, something about money and uh, the power and the women yeah, and uh, his little friend. Which really, yeah, watching Scarface was a lot of fun, mostly because it really made Grand Theft Auto Vice City a lot better. And then you You're could like, justify... Oh! They're in the... This mm-hmm. is the house from Scarface. And then you can justify that poster on your dorm room wall. <laughs> Sorry, I saw that... Like oh, you saw that too, right? That's that's that was a thing. People having a Scarface poster. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, everybody had Scarface. Well, what's the deal with that? I don't. Know. I had no. I had no inclination to get a Scarface. No. But I had a Ninja Turtles poster from mm-hmm. the movie, the the original film that came out in like '89, mm-hmm. uh, and that was the only movie poster I had in my room. And I had that kind of out of irony and nostalgia. Yeah. I was really big into uh-huh. the turtles when I was younger, and then my dad gave that to me, and I just had it. Like the joke was like, yeah, I've had this since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm authentic. I didn't, yeah. I didn't buy a Scarface poster. I've had this Ninja Turtles poster for forever. That's funny. What did I? Is it? I had a couple of. I didn't have movie. Well, I in my room growing up. I was before. I was. Yeah, well, what am I saying? It doesn't matter. I had a blacklight, and so I had blacklight posters. Uh, I had I had a Gumby uh, blacklight poster, and my the the real. Do you gold have Pokey one. too? What's that? No, I didn't have Pokey, but I did have one that was just really good. It was uh, 
Dr. Evil holding Mr. Bigglesworth, and it said, Virchicon, an evil corporation. <laughs> Is Virchicon the name? That was, in Austin Powers 1, was the name of the corporation. Man. It was Virchicon. I feel like I've, I have, like everybody of my age, seen that movie way too many yeah. times, uh-huh. and refused to quote it out of some weird, like... <laughs> Like agreement. I had an inflatable pillow that said very shagadelic baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's funny for so many reasons. (laughs) When I was like 13. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was also an inflatable. inflatable. It was not comfortable. Of course. (laughs) Probably have that like really smelly hard plastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was like a pool toy smell, which I love that smell, but that's beside the point. Not to sleep on, though. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but I do love that much like uh, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, we just, we all acknowledge that we saw those films a lot quoted them too often and now don't talk about them anymore yeah aside from what we're doing right now which is like mm-hmm. acknowledging what they how, what, how they exist in our past um which i think is weird because we just got so burnt out i think yeah. we got we, right is that what happened i, th- I think well i mean like like gold member i think is evidence that we burnt out on austin powers yeah i saw that once and uh yeah it's I saw it in the theater and laughed my ass off. Thought it was hilarious. Just loved, like, laughed harder than I had at any movie. And how high were you? At that one? Goldmember. What year was Goldmember? Uh, <laughs> that? I mean, uh, 2003? I don't know. Oh, uh, then not high at all. Yeah, no, I, it was I, high school. Yeah, I don't no, know. Like, no, that, yeah. That no, no, that's, right. that's fair. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it was. Because I think, I think yeah. the first one came out in like 97 or 98. Well, I distinctly recall a time when I was involved in a group. It was... Whew, the details are specific and dumb, but mm-hmm. it was a group. Uh, we were on a trip. It was kids. And one night they were going to watch Austin Powers and not everybody's parents were on the trip. And so the hard line became that... Anybody under 13 wasn't allowed to watch it. Because it was kids from age, like, 10 to 17 on this trip. Well, it's a PG-13 movie. Exactly. I, like, quoted the entire movie at them, trying to convince them that I should be allowed to watch this movie. And my parents were on the trip, but it wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't. So I think I... You'd already seen it, Rody. Was it that? It was that important at the time? Listen, I don't think you understand how much I loved Austin Powers and watching it in a group of people. I'm an attention man. Yeah, yeah. You know? The fellow plays ukulele and curls his mustache. Mm -hmm. I can believe that you wanted to be the person who sat in this little room and quoted everything before it happened. I wasn't some anomaly weird shy kid. I've always been an extrovert. So I could see, I could totally see you doing that. But yeah. uh, The Godfather. The Godfather. The Austin Powers of the 70s. It cannot be summed up in any more appropriate of a way. It <laughs> has to be able to be. But we're out of time, I think. Huh? We're, get, we're, get, like, oh, we're getting there. Oh, we're no, getting well, there. Well, I'm, I'm, unless you want to make it a two-part. <laughs> I don't think we need we to make just, it a two-part. We can just keep talking, Brody. <laughs> Content's Content. <laughs> 
Like people don't that care. That should if it's be the slogan good. of your show. Ben does what he wants. Content, content is content. content. <laughs> Shrug. I love it. Yeah. Actually, I can I, do that. I mean, con- it's, it's what's sad is that it's it's more true than it isn't. <laughs> like it's a thing that I do for fun, and like, uh-huh. uh, and I'm having fun. Are you? Not you. Right. Oh, I saw you look out yeah. into the radio audience. Podcast audience. audience. Beep, boop, beep. Bleep. Um, so, yeah, we talked. We, we know why you avoided it. Well, you didn't. You just It just didn't happen. And you watched it because... You watched it because I asked you, like, do you want to be back on the show? Uh-huh. And you're like, I could watch The Godfather. Yeah. Uh-huh. Much like Jaws, mm-hmm. this, this podcast has become an excuse for you to experience things that everybody else has yeah which is i guess i know i've said this before it's a it's as good of an excuse as anything else to watch i mean what is a a good movie um and and it gets you to experience something new in life and even though like i don't know there's something about i am less inclined to force pop culture on people because i don't know like go out and experience life yeah. Don't do what I tell you is right. Mm-hmm. You know, don't watch Queer Eye if you're not into it. Yeah. Don't watch it because everybody but else also, does. But also, if you're not into Queer Eye, you're 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 deliberately shutting yourself out because you yes, need I think, to watch. I think you're making Eye. a choice to be that person who's you're you're a contrarian. Yeah. Like you're uh-huh. you're choosing to. Like, uh-huh. Oh no no it's uh it's still just like a trite uh you know reality TV show like I don't know whatever. Why don't you just give these people money and walk away? <laughs> um, yeah, if you're that person, uh, I hope you make friends. Yeah. Um, I have no ill will towards anyone, but really, Queer Eye is a great show. Oh, no, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and the, I always, regardless of you know I, my feelings towards reality TV, anything that puts out positive vibes, yes. you, like, you got it. It's... It's so much better than people being catty and bitchy towards yes. each other on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, regardless of like whatever else is you Agreed. feel about something, like let's. It's a harsh time in the, in this environment where a lot of people are criticizing a lot of people for just being who they are, mm-hmm. and it's one of it's a show where they are Im- telling people to embrace themselves. Yep, and accept themselves for who mm-hmm. they are, and um, yeah. That's Much a, like that's in the Godfather, how like if somebody does something you don't like, you, you shoot, shoot them, them in the brain. Mm-hmm. Bada bing. And then it gets all over your pasta vazool. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we know, your, we know your thoughts on the film. We know why you've waited. Uh, and you'd recommend it to other people. I would. I think we've covered everything. Uh-huh. Assuming you don't have any lingering thoughts about the What is ASMR? Is that what it's... That's the word, right? It's a thing that people, like... You just put it on and people get, like, a a sensation, like, listening to people whisper or, like, they'll... they'll it's called ASMR. I don't... A-S-M-A-A-R. I... There's... It's... it's <sighs> you've ever heard of this? No. It's huge. Does it make you feel... Feelings? Apparently. It's like... Or they'll, like, take crinkly things yeah. and crinkle them on the mic or they're, uh. they'll, like... Uh-huh. Watch people do stuff where they're like putting their hands in mayonnaise or something oh. like that. Oh, mayonnaise! A lot of, <laughs> a lot of whisperings involved. And then you like crush a beer can a little bit. No, it didn't make a noise. 
Oh, that was too loud. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Yeah, I didn't no, mean you that. Spiked, you spiked. Yeah, no, I, you I, ruined it. Whoever's, whoever's like, start it over. Start the podcast over. See, that seems yeah. too, it's, it's usually no, it's like. too much. No, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like crinkling, um, uh, you know, like tissue paper or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I've not experienced much of it, but apparently it's a very, very popular thing on the YouTubes. Like to listen to, to watch, to watch them? and listen to. Like you watch them do stuff and you listen to it, and people. I don't. I I don't get it, uh, <laughs> but it's a you know like that whole watching people eat thing. Uh-huh. It's like you're having a conversation over a table with somebody. Like, oh yeah, what you do there? Like, or watching people cook. Like, uh-huh. unless they're explaining to me new things about cooking, uh-huh. like, like a cooking show. Uh, I I don't it's not for me is this I'm, like porn for people who are afraid of naked people is or something that, like that or huh. or or who have difficulty connecting with people in real life well who has that no i'm kidding <laughs> sorry. So there's a, clearly there's a lot of people who yeah. do or like agoraphobics or something like i don't uh-huh. know um who this is their way uh-huh. i don't i i'm not even gonna pretend to know who there it's. are 7.5 billion people on this earth yes People are going to be different. Yep, and all and all. What you if need... we were all the same? What kind of world would that be? Either really, what would be really boring or really chaotic, right? Uh-huh. Or exceptionally efficient. It could be. It all depends on what per, what same person everybody. Is. That's true. <laughs> that's that's a good point. <laughs> that, huh? If everyone's agoraphobic. <laughs> We'd all be homebodies. I don't know that we'd have homes, though. Well, how would we... Nobody would have ever done anything. Or do we all get to being agoraphobic? We all were go-getters. Well, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Does, is agoraphobia something you're born with or you develop because of, like, a traumatic experience? Because if it... <sighs> I think it could go both ways. I'm sure it could. I don't know much about agoraphobia or a lot of phobias. Are we always afraid of heights or is that... Or do we develop these things because of... Yeah. Something else. Huh. I'm not a doctor. Me neither. We're both actors. <laughs> Drinking beer. Very, uh, but well. Speculation. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> Speculation's so much fun, though. I do love speculation. No, it's great. It's great. But I don't mean speculating on markets. I mean just wildly pontificating. That's. Well, because I think that I understand these things and I love, like, when someone told me why a. So, you know the term blockbuster. I, I said it earlier this evening blockbuster uh-huh in reference to a film or a play that does very well yeah initially i speculated that the term blockbuster was because the line went out the block yeah it busted the block yeah but it's named after the goddamn bombs in world war ii that just blew up whole blocks it's named because it's a, it it exploded it, it did so well they called it a blockbuster why they would name it after something that and, killed people. And then somebody started an entire corporation and put that everywhere. Yeah. And, and then it, too, bombed. was a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yours was better. It, too, bombed. bombed. But go. isn't that... You can edit that so it sounds like I said it like that. I right? sure will. But isn't that... like? So that's what's fun about speculating and then finding out that it's just named after a bomb. Yeah. Um. It's probably a lot of things like that. Oh, there's tons of things like that. That's just the most notable that I can that I can mm-hmm. pull off the dome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. 
Well, I well, learned something. something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much. Uh, Rody, thank you again for being here. Thank you, We ben. can keep doing more movie series. That This can be like the Rody's... Yeah. Road uh-huh. to... I mean, honestly, I think I need to watch Citizen Kane next. It's a good I've, movie. I've never seen Citizen Kane. I and really like that, that movie. title gives you nothing, and all I know is that Rosebud was a fucking sled. Mm-hmm. Rosebud's the name of his sled. A but I don't, even, lost I don't know what that means. Like, a... I, I, no, 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 don't explain it. I'm going to watch it. But I know that there's like a context in which like he talks about Rosebud. But who the hell is he? I don't know. I know. I like, like, it's interesting how I feel like I know that. As we're back to the Simpsons again. I know yeah. that there are there's just whole tons of, of Citizen Kane references tons, tons. in the Simpsons. But I only know that because of the short-lived time when I used to watch the DVD commentary on The Simpsons, and they would laugh about how many Citizen Kane references they made. But I still don't, I don't know well, that episode Rosebud anything with, the, with about the, with like Burns what, teddy bear. Like, does he shoot people? Is he a mayor? <laughs> Is he a fishmonger? I know nothing about this he game. Is the, the character's name? Is the main character even Citizen Kane? Don't answer me. I want to find out on my own. <laughs> Very well. Uh, then I guess that'll be next yeah, next time on so. Road to Rody's Perdition. Perdition. I haven't seen that one either. So, is that Tom Hanks and Jude Law, I think, right? Uh, Robert Redford, I thought. I think it's Tom Hanks and Jude Law. P- playing gangsters. Are they gangsters in that? I know they shot part of it in St. Charles, Illinois. I remember that I'm happening. I'm pretty sure. It's Tom Hanks. Look it up, Benny. Look it up. Sorry, that's a comedy bang bang reference. Wait, not not Robert Redford. Paul Newman. Paul Newman is in yeah, that the film. The salad dressing guy. Mm-hmm. The man who most famously makes salad dressing. Oh, Paul Newman's gonna have my legs broke. God, I can't. Tom Hanks. Ty, wait, yeah, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is definitely in it. So some guy named, I'm going to read that. Paul Newman, isn't it? Daniel Craig is also in it. Oh. And Jennifer Jason Leigh. And then some uh, other people. Sam Mendes directed it. Uh, yep. A mob enforcer's son witnesses a murder, forcing him and his father to take the road and his father down a path of redemption and vengeance. So the subtext of that is Jude Law was not in it. Jude Law was in it. There's, <laughs> there's some mob movie he was in. I can't remember. I don't they, know. They make a lot of mob movies. They do. All thanks to The Godfather. Do you want? You know what? Like uh, one of my favorite. Speaking before we before we end. Yeah. Uh, watch Miller's Crossing by the Coen Brothers. It's one of my favorite mm, mob okay. films. All right. It is. It is certainly inspired in some parts by uh, The Godfather, but it's um. It's also about the Irish mob in uh, uh, the United States in like Boston, Ooh. Boston, New York area there. Cool. Um, it's very good. Yeah. Albert Finney's in it. He's mm. so good. Um, I don't know, mob, mob films that aren't like Italian based. Uh huh. Uh huh. With, with, you know, like tomato sauce. This one is potato based. <laughs> it's potato based. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to offend everybody. Uh, are, you, are you German? 
Oh, me very. too. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's very obvious yeah. that the <laughs> sauerkraut. We're made of sauerkraut, yeah, no, but you, and we enjoy pretzels you, and you, you, you strike me as a similar quote German as I am in that my I think most recent like immigrant to or like you know the the farthest back we go from immigrating from Germany to here is like. The 1830s or something. Mine's like actually, that. Uh, I think, a l- before means before World War One, I, I believe, mm-hmm. but around World War. That's I. the main point I'm making is that I feel we both seem to come from families who may be German who were here before the whole Hitler thing happened. Oh yeah, we're and it's like there's my family. We we say things about being German sometimes, but. There's no culture. No, no, I, I have, I have no, I very little. I actually, I have more. I'm honestly, also blood wise, I'm more Scandinavian. Uh, My last name is very German, but uh, I am like, I think like sixty percent something like of the Scandinavian region of, mm-hmm. of Europe. And I, my mom's side, the Scandinavian side. Uh, they are way more into their cultural heritage than my father's side, who is yeah. German. Like, there's there's some, but it's mostly like I sing Swedish songs at people's birthdays. Nice, because my my grandfather is Swedish, uh-huh. you know, and they, they care and, about that stuff. And, and in Sweden, no genocide. <laughs> you know? Not that I know that was, of. That's, at least not in the past like four hundred years. They which... just they just do a lot of stuff with herring. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh, we have lutefisk. It's very good. No, um, it's like a, it's like a a, a gelatinous uh-huh. I fish feel like I've based. Heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's I think it's wonderful. It's it's like a wonderful spread on. It's like a fish spread is how I like Ooh. to tell to people or like fish pudding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Something uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. Um, some people loathe it because it's both fish and pudding. Yeah, I was gonna say because fish pudding. It's kind of. I mean. You can see it both ways. Like, ooh, fish pudding. That sounds good. And also fish pudding. It sounds when I That's, say when I say fish pudding, it sounds very Japanese. Fish pudding sounds like an insult. Like <laughs> you pile of fish, fish pudding. pudding. <laughs> and that's late to the party. Ben does, does what, what he wants. wants. It was a little a record star, Buddy B. He heard his singers like Cheetos, the chipmunks he'd seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish club? See, this is kind of cool. We can listen to it as it's playing. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I had a friend show me how to do it. Yeah. I would I have had, never I, figured it out. Would've I had to wait months to hear this last time. Yeah. But here we are. Still, still going. Oh no, we gotta stop.